0: You are listening to the podcast of Calvary Church in Irwin, Pennsylvania. For more information, you can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com.
1: Well, good morning, Calvary. If I haven't had the opportunity to meet you, my name is Dave Martin, and I am the group's pastor here at Calvary.
2: Yeah, My name is Michael, and I'm the Connections Director here at Calvary. It's such an honor, after the last five months of being at -at stay-at-home orders to gather with you guys collectively here this morning, to worship with you, to hear the worship team lead us in in worship. And if you're watching online, man, thank you so much for taking the time out of your Sunday morning to just watch and gather with us collectively and digitally this morning. And just a question to you this morning, I just want to have everybody be interactive this morning. How many people remember your first time attending Calvary? Oh, a lot of people. That's actually better than I thought. But do you remember the year that you attended? And you remember the exact year that you, you attended? And if you're watching online or at an at-home location, in just a few brief moments, I'm going to ask the question to shout it out. But you can go ahead and type online or, or comment. We'd love to interact with you. But just in a few brief seconds, can you shout out to me and to Pastor Dave the year of your first attendance at Calvary? One, two, three. Heard a lot of 2019s. Anybody 2019? Cool, a lot of you. I remember my first time at Calvary. Mine was August 19th of 2015. August 19th is my mom's birthday, which being an amazing son that I am, (laughs) I went to church with her that day. Against my will, I was dragged to church that day. But I said yes. And I remember that time so vividly that morning i walked into the old foyer before we had the new foyer expanded i walked into the foyer being greeted by our greet team handed a bulletin that's when you can still hand things out but handed a bulletin i walked in three or four steps and i smelled the most amazing smell in the world heavenly freshly brewed coffee
1: come on brother in, preach in it in now preach can it i now. get an
2: amen come on can i get an amen <laughs> 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 freshly brewed coffee in the morning there's something Incredible about that smell, and at the time, through coffee—I'm sorry, through the time um, of getting my coffee—I walked over to get cream and sugar. I drink my coffee black now, but getting cream and sugar to some of you that is a sin. Didn't know anybody; I only knew my mom. I did what every every quiet and shy person did: got my coffee, didn't talk to anybody, walked up the balcony steps and sat down right about up there in the balcony. Didn't say a word to anybody. And I grew up in church. Since about six or seven, I spent Wednesday and Sundays in church. So I was familiar with the idea of church. But this was new to me. Calvary Church was new to me. I was out of my element, out of my comfort zone. Everything was brand new to me. And throughout that service... Something was different for me. It was different. I couldn't put my finger on it. It wasn't the worship. It wasn't the message. It wasn't the construction of the service, anything. It was actually after the service that I noticed something was different at Calvary Church. Again, sitting up in the balcony up top, leaving the service, didn't speak a word to anybody, came down the steps, And the pastor speaking on stage that day made his way back to the very back set of doors right there and was shaking people's hands, saying, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Every single person he did that to. Incredible. Incredible. That, at the time, I know it was Pastor Nick, but the lead pastor on stage speaking that day made it a point to stand back at those doors and thank people for coming. Incredible. Incredible incredible. And throughout my last five years of attending Calvary Church, I've built a resume of productivity, and I use that in quotes. And what do you mean by that? That's actually a great question. I'm glad you asked that question. Again, growing up in church, I've always thought my value, my productivity, my milestones, and the things that I can check off or accomplish was based off of my productivity in and of myself. That's it. In the last five years of attending Calvary Church, I'm gonna list off, not being boastful, some things that I've accomplished at Calvary Church. Accepted Jesus as my savior February 6th of 2016. Later that year, a few months later, April 17th, 2016, I was baptized. Interned with Pastor Nick from mid-2018 to mid-2019 as a guest services coordinator for Calvary Unplugged, which was our Saturday night service. That same year of 2018, I coordinated the Big Serve on July 7th of 2018. And the Big Serve for Calvary Church is such an incredible time and moment for our church collectively. The Big Serve is where we um, gather the congregation and we just serve the community of Irwin Borough of North North Huntington Township and we ask them what needs done, what needs clean, what needs painted, anything. And we serve them. And I've never done anything like that before in my life. And I was given the opportunity to coordinate that. It was a milestone for me, if I'm honest. I've also coordinated the last two food truck frenzies. Shout out to food trucks. Come on, Shout man. out to food trucks. <laughs> we were also, shameless plug, having one September 6th. Um, you guys are all invited. I also enrolled in Pendell School of Ministry, and I've completed the level one certified classes, and I'm waiting to take the test and interview to become a credentialed pastor. I've also this past year interned with Pastor Dave Brock on his team um, from March to June. And finally, I am now currently serving as the Connections Director role at the church, and I also am Pastor Nick's assistant. And to me, that's a healthy and productive church resume. But throughout all of those things, throughout all of that, I still felt something missing. Something was still off inside of me. And I don't say all of that to cause shame or guilt or look at me or look what I can do, but I say all of that to actually bring clarity and to bring light to actually what was missing in my life. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, to January 23rd, 2019, and I realized what was missing. I was never plugged into a community. I was just being busy, checking things off my spiritual to-do list, and wasn't really living the way God designed us to be in community. Then it hit me. Our value is found in community, not in productivity. I was so focused on what I can get done, and I missed out on who I can get it done with. That's it. I was so focused on what I can get done that I missed out on who I can get it done with. Somebody got it. January 23rd, 2019 was the moment that God left the mark on my life, but also the people's lives that were in attendance on that night. I took a step of faith. There's a proverbial line right there. I took a step of faith, and I started to lead Calvary Irwin's Young Adults Life Group. Again, I've never done that before. I'm a pretty quiet, shy person, unless I'm on stage preaching about Jesus, but I'm a pretty quiet and shy person. That was a huge step for me, but that was missing in my life. I found what was missing in my life, and before taking that step, I was living my life with the mindset of productivity, look at me, look what I can accomplish, but in that moment, God changed my perspective into look at who you can do it with. And maybe you've been there. Maybe you've been working so hard to accomplish that list that you have created, striving to reach the top of the corporate ladder, thinking that the title will bring value, or like me, being busy and missing out on the incredible design that God has for us, community.
1: I like that word, community. It's really the combination of two separate words, common and unity. What we have in common here this morning is we're here to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. And he takes that piece of commonness and brings it together in unity. If you look around the room this morning, we have a diverse group. Some of us have beautiful hair and some of us... (laughs) It's just, you know, it's just like heaven. There'll be no partying over there. <laughs> but this community, that we take the things we have in common and the things we don't, and we bring them together in relationship with one another, and it makes us better. We have that common focus, that common purpose as we gather together as the church of Jesus Christ In relationship with one another. It's not just about what we can get done, but as Michael said, it's about what we can get done together and who we do it with. And sometimes it's not about doing things. It's about connecting with one another. You can be in a room this size with this many people and feel totally and completely isolated and alone. And we want to do something to change that in helping you to be a part of community. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to 14, it says this, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all are made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. And as I studied that scripture, I found it very interesting. Uh, One of the things that I had to do in studying for my master's degree was to study the Greek language. And one of the things that's fascinating to me, and when it talks about the many members, the different things, that word members in the Greek is a plural word. Just like we are plural this morning and we understand in the English the word members is plural, brings all those things together, and then he uses the word body. We are the body of Christ. That word body, not only in English but in Greek, is singular. So as the body of Christ, we are many members, but as we come together, we become a singular body of Christ. Now I want you to know this morning that Calvary Church is not the only body of Christ, the church down the street, worshiping God, is part of the body of Christ. If we were all one part, it would be a weird-looking body. But we all make a different part. The diversity of us, you know, some churches are called to be a foot. Some churches are called to be a hand. Some churches are called to be a heart. You have to have all of those integral parts working together to be a body. But we are unified. And that's why we don't go around criticizing every church around because you know what? They're part of the body of Christ. So we're ultimately criticizing ourselves, are we not? Come on. Oh, careful now. The body of Christ, as we come together, what can we accomplish? What can we do for Christ as we live in community with one another inside our walls and community with believers outside of our walls, of other members of faith? What could
2: God do in a common unity? And can you imagine what life would look like if we all lived like what the Apostle Paul wrote about in 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 14, especially verse 14? For the body does not consist of one member, but of many And just as Dave unpacked there, there's maybe a hundred people here this morning, maybe a little over a hundred people. You are all individual members of collectively the body of Christ. You have your own gifts, you have your own talents, you have your own abilities, things that I don't have, things that Pastor Dave doesn't have, things that the person sitting right next to you doesn't have. And that's what makes the body of Christ, something remarkable, something special, something that is valuable. And just for a moment, where you're seated, can you close your eyes for a second? Just slow your heart down, slow your mind down. Just want to walk you through some imagery. Can you imagine life where you find fulfillment and value in community, not in being productive or busy? You are surrounded by people you know and know you. All the little ins and outs of life. You have a bad day and you have people to lean on, to encourage you, speak life into you and not death, pray with you and pray for you, cry with you because you hurt, celebrate because you are blessed in a blessed season, even, get this, if they're not. You are fully functioning in the gifts that God wired you with to further his kingdom and his gospel. How freeing life would be. How encouraging life would be in difficult moments. Can you imagine that? I want to live in a world where we can be one member, just as I said, one person that is a part of something bigger than just ourselves. And if you're a Catalyst member here at Calvary, or you're a regular attendee, or even first-time guest, that you can be a part of something bigger than just sitting in a pew, Mm. than being stationary, that you can be a part of something we call as Christians the body of Christ. And isn't that what the mission of the Capital C Church is? And isn't that the heartbeat of Calvary Church? Being a part of a community that is bigger than just yourself, that is our heartbeat. That is our mission. That's what makes us go. And we have so
1: many opportunities to get connected here at Calvary um, from the different teams that serve around here. Um, you know, we could list them off, but, uh, you know, we don't need to do that. But there's a, a variety of teams you can serve on from Michael's team, the Connections team, people come in. Yeah, I can't tell you how critical it is Um, when you walk into church, just somebody saying hello at the door, just feel like you're welcome, feel like... Sometimes, for some people, that's more important than the message that morning. If they come in the door and feel ignored, you know, they may not even check into the message because they didn't feel welcomed at the door. So that team is absolutely critical. And for a shameless plug for, for what I do as the group's pastor... Uh, to connect in those. For those of you who have been in groups and been involved with groups, you know exactly what that's about. I I love, uh, I still have relationships with those people who have been in the groups that I've taught, and, and I absolutely love just sitting around and having conversation. It's a lot different than this morning. I'm just talking to you, but in those groups, you can sit down and have a conversation. You can be vulnerable with people. We can pray together, and you don't feel isolated or alone. And it's easy to feel that way. As Michael said, I'm the same way. I'm an introvert. Most people would never believe that in high school I was voted most shy in my senior class. So God's got a real sense of humor to have me as a public speaker. (laughs) Never would I imagine. In fact, my senior year I said I never want to be a teacher. And I graduated college. My first job was a teacher. (laughs) Never imagined that in my whole life. God's got a great sense of humor. But it was because there was community around me and somebody believed in me enough to say, you can do this, and I did. Community is powerful. But these connect groups, the catalyst groups, the care groups, the different things that we have are all intended not just to instruct and teach in the scriptures and practical things, but they're also constructed so that we can build relationships with one another. How important that is. In this day and age with all that's going on with the COVID-19, it's very easy to feel isolated. It's very easy to feel alone. You can't get together with people like you'd like to. And you, you can't chest bump and high five and all that. You just kind of air five and, you know, you know, bump from a distance. Here we go. And, you know, we, we have to change like it. And it's easy apart. to feel isolated. And we're doing everything we can to make things happen in a safe and healthy fashion. And I believe that, uh, uh, again, as we've said, our value is not... It's not found in productivity.
2: It's found in community. And lastly, before we we close out the service this morning, we just wanted to take a few brief moments and not have a monologue this morning, to have a dialogue. And as we were preparing for this message, we just wanted to share just a few brief ideas of of why we value community and why Calvary Church values community. I'm 30 years old, and I've been in ministry, vocational ministry, um, a little over a year Now, and Pastor Dave is um, a little bit older, 31, 32-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But he's also been in ministry, can I say, as long as I've been alive? Yes. There we go. There we go. So you have both perspectives. Somebody who's been in ministry, somebody who's been on this side of community, and somebody who's kind of starting out in community. And my question to you this morning, very first one, can be a very simple question, but I think there's a lot of weight to it, is why is community so important? And why do you think people neglect the idea of community?
1: Uh, for reasons that I just listed, the community is incredibly important. Um, it's, it's not just about getting together and having that social peace and, and learning the word together. Um, But, you know, if you have those pieces of community together, when you go through a rough time, you don't have to go it alone. One of my students, I preached for him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, We've been friends for 25 years. So I guess we've been friends since I was five. Yeah. (laughs) Six. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, I preached for him a few weeks ago, and him and I built a relationship a long time ago when... I backed my chair into a tray of pasta fajoule at Olive Garden in Bangor, Maine, and we slow motion watched the pasta fajoule as it landed on the floor. Um, And from that moment on, we've been friends as the the fajoule friends. (laughs) Um, But that community, when I go through a tough time, there is nobody that I trust more than my friend Alex. I can tell him anything, and I know it stops with him. And that community, he and I, he's called me sometimes, he called me um, several years ago, I was standing in the Erie with my hip waders on, fishing for Steelhead. And my phone rings in my waiter and my wader, you know, it's vibrating on my chest and I haven't a Ziploc so I don't drop it in the crick. And I pull it out and it's Alex. And I said, well, I'm answering this because I'm not catching anything anyway. And he was going through a difficult time and I was able to talk with him, encourage him and pray for him. And that was a critical time and it's flipped around and there's times that I've called him. So that community is incredibly important and the bigger your community is, the more people that you would have to support you, uh, to walk you through that. And a lot of times people neglect that because I don't need that or
2: um, I'm shy. Yeah, I get that. And for me... Um, the aspect of why community is so important um, is kind of twofold. One is I can completely relate to that, again, being shy, quiet, and passive. Um, again, like I said earlier, it was a huge step for me to, to lead young adults to take that step and, and to get really plugged in to a community. But I think community, what i 'm going to echo what you just said, actually allows you to surround yourself with people in times of need and also times of, of joy. And during these last five months, as, as we've all walked um, stay-at-home orders and quarantine and battled COVID-19, we felt isolated, at least I did myself. There was long stretches of seasons where I was isolated and I'd walk through what I call seasonal depression and, or seasonal anxiety and not knowing what the future holds and we still don't know what the future holds. But I remember one night Um, we have a Facebook group chat with all the young adults. And I just messaged. I said, hey, God's put on my heart to pray for you guys. Can we just Zoom call or Facebook video chat? And I just wanted to, to pray with you guys. And I was still walking through things in my own life, but I still felt time in the midst of that community to take time to pray with them, to listen with them. And they also did the same thing for me. They prayed for me, listened for me. We talked about What we were going through, the emotions we were feeling, the difficult moments, the joyous moments. That is why community is so important to me. And I think second to that is I think in in community, you find three things. You find a sense of belonging in a community when you're plugged into a healthy community. Um, It doesn't even need to be in the church community. Just find yourself in a community community you find a sense of belonging, you find a sense of encouragement. So when you're going through difficult moments as we've all been through the last year, the last couple months, you have people to reach out to and lean on, as you said and, and as I said, that they can speak life into you, that they can encourage you. And lastly, I think this is the most important and what Paul echoes in 1 Corinthians, you find a sense of purpose or you find your sense of purpose. Within the young adults, I'm gonna keep going back to that, um, we have about now 20-ish, give or take, 25 people within the young adult community, which is incredible, it's incredible. We started back in 2019, less than five people that are 18 to 30 that were single, not away at college, that were going to church on a regular basis. Less than five, more up to 25. That's all God's grace, that's all God's sovereignty. But within those 25 people, there's about eight of them sitting right over there that serve on a team. They greet, they help with a cafe. Rosemary's on the worship team. Bunch of people on the production team and the tech team. That's their purpose inside the body of Christ. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: That might not be their purpose outside of the body of Christ. But that's their purpose inside of the body of Christ, to fulfill the gospel message and to push it forward. They have gifts, they have abilities, they have talents, and that is their purpose. To me, that is why community is so important. You find a sense of belonging, a sense of encouragement, and lastly, you find your sense of purpose. Absolutely. Question two, kind of for both of us. What practical steps can one take to find and get plugged into a community? There's
1: so many different things. You know, First of all, as you come to Calvary Church, we certainly want you to feel comfortable and get to know folks. And one of the greatest ways to get to know folks is groups, to be honest. I was here, uh, I was doing an internship for my master's degree with uh, Pastor Nick, and I really knew Pastor Nick and about uh, half a dozen other people. I didn't know people's names, I didn't know, and you know, it was like i have been pastoring for years, so coming to a new church, It was like starting all over again. Um, And one of the ways that I got to know people was I co-led uh, Pastor Nick's group and got to sit and chat with those folks, and uh, I built those relationships, and I've led a few groups along the way, and I built those relationships. So uh, sometimes just plugging into a group, and, and or you could plug into, uh, you know, the, the different teams we have around here. Maybe you have a gift that's in that area, and you can build relationships with those, but there's there's opportunities everywhere, and we would love to facilitate helping you find one of those um, Um, You know, for groups, you go to com. there's a variety of them you can look through and see what's available for that. So that's one of the ways that people can uh, get plugged in is uh, just just look around. And and, and to be honest, if you're shy, I I get it. If you're introverted, I I get it. Believe me, I understand. There's times I've attended church and sat in the balcony because I didn't want to talk to anybody. Did I say that? (laughs) And all the introverts said under their breath, Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: (laughs) You know, I just wanted to be anonymous. But you can't stay anonymous forever. Come on. We care about you, we care about your well being, your spiritual well being. And um, all you got to do is talk to one person. Say, hey, I I, I like to connect somehow. And we'll help you.
2: We'll help you do that. And to echo what you just said, um, obviously, group's pastor. And I'm the connections director here at Calvary. So my encouragement to you guys, if if you want to get plugged into a community, if you're struggling to get plugged into a community, is to serve on a team. And you're probably thinking in your seats, man, it's a it's a requirement to serve here at Calvary, it's a mandate to serve at Calvary. It's not. You're not signing a a year contract to serve every week. We're just asking you to take the little step of faith like I did, over that little line to say, you know what, God, what can you do in my life? And if you were like me and Pastor Dave as introverts and, and very shy, God will stretch you in those moments. God can use those moments just by holding a door open and saying hello mm-hmm. and good morning to somebody. You have no idea what that can do for you. And you have no idea what community you are getting plugged into. Every single team that is here at Calvary, whether it's from Pastor Ron in the children's ministry, Pastor Lindsey and youth, or here in the main sanctuary. Those little teams are all separate communities collectively embodying Calvary Church and the body of Christ. That's my encouragement. If you feel God's talking in your heart this morning and and maybe you've thought about serving, maybe you've thought about getting plugged into this church and and into a community, take this step of faith and just say, you know what, God? Let's see what you can do. Last question as, as we wrap up. This is just for you. As our group's pastor, we talk about practical ways. We, we talk about ways to encourage each other. But as our group's pastor, do you have a God story about the value of community?
1: I, I got to stand up for this one. We have so just some incredible groups around our church. And uh, one of the groups we have is a mom's group. And uh, several months ago, one of our moms was going through a, a challenging time, I believe she was expecting at the time, and was just facing some challenges there. And our mom's group got together and they all went in, and this is when you could visit the hospital. They went in and visited this lady and encouraged her and uh, did all kinds of things. I don't remember all the details of the story. I just remember hearing it. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, nobody told them to do that. I didn't say, thus saith Dave, I command the... I, I didn't have to tell them to do anything. It was just a part of that community. It became a part of the DNA of that group. Hey, one of our people is going through a challenging time. Let's do something. And there's not just that story. There's multiple stories that we could share of how... Uh, groups have encountered somebody in their group that was facing some challenges in in varieties of settings and said, you know, they don't know what they're going to do. And somebody in that group said, that's what we're here for. We're here to do something. We're here to step up and help somebody in our group. We're the body of Christ. It's easy to be critical. It's better to be helpful. If you smash your finger, you don't stand there and say, stupid finger. If you'd have made better decisions, if you wouldn't have gotten in the way, guess what? You wouldn't have gotten smashed. We don't do that, do we? What do we do when we smash our finger? What's the first thing we do? We bring it in close. Oh, come on, man, I could preach and I'm out of time. <laughs> we bring it in close we protect it we don't want to see it get hurt again we nurture it we surround it with something and protect it until it heals that is the purpose of community to gather round when somebody's going through a difficult time not to point the finger and say if they would have if they should have they could have done that but say no you know what we've all been there we've all walked that road we've all faced challenges and we're here for me. I got your back. That's the power of community. We can be productive. We can get a lot of stuff done. But if we're missing community, we're missing everything as a church. Come on. If we don't have community, we may as well shut the doors and leave. Pastor Nick said, no, don't shut the doors. <laughs> right? We're here in this together our superintendents here this morning we're here for them encourage them as a leader I've been on that side I haven't been a superintendent I've been a pastor and sometimes nobody's happy with the decisions that you make and everybody's an armchair quarterback and it's nice to know that somebody's got your back this community this morning has got your back we're here for you We are going to keep praying for you. This is what our community wants to do for you. And inside these walls, inside, our community wants to encourage you. If you're not part of a group, if you're not part of a team, if you're not connected, we encourage you to plug in, to be a part of something here. Hey, we're all busy, but shouldn't be too busy for community. Amen? Amen. Why don't we stand together and we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the ability to connect with one another and uplift one another. Even your word says a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And Lord, as we connect together, we become stronger. We can uplift one another. We can care for one another. We can, uh, Lord, accomplish more as we gather together together build those relationships. Father, as we leave this place today, help us to know we're not alone. Not only are you with us, but the great group of people here this morning, that many of them have relationships with one another, and they have encouraged one another, and that's what we're here for. Lord, as we build this sense of community, as we build this group, Lord, help us to always remember that it's not just about productivity, but it's about who we do it with. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: This is Pastor Nick Pohl, the lead pastor at Calvary. We're so glad you joined us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the message. At Calvary Church, we're passionate about leading people into an overflowing life with Jesus. We would love the opportunity to connect with you on your faith journey and hear what God is doing in your life or join you in prayer for any needs you might have. You can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com or send us an email at info at On our website, you'll find previous week's messages, a list of upcoming events, as well as resources designed to help you take those next steps on your journey of faith. See you next week and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.